Get your pape, sir. Penny a pape. I imagine they say that a lot in this movie. I don't know. I've never seen it. Hey, welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and see if they're any good. My name's DJ. I... (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong with you? Just say your name. Literally the first word that I said was wrong. And it was literally, I couldn't decide between, and you'd think that this would be an easy way to cover it up. I couldn't decide between I am Damon, I, or hi, DJ, I'm Damon. And so rather than just like glide into one, because they both have the long I sound, I just froze up like a robot? Hi. Hi. (laughs) If I was a computer, I'd have the wheel of death spinning in front of my face. Hi, I'm Damon. Welcome to the show. Uh, I carry uh, most of the weight of the show. If you have, <laughs> if this is your first time here, Damon's mostly useless. Good for a, a crack or two along the way, but I'm really uh, carrying the load here. We're mm. going to watch Newsies today. We're going to talk about Newsies. Disney's Newsies. I imagine in my in the Library of Congress, it it reads. This will be my first Newsies experience. I've never seen this movie ever. I feel like I've seen it twice. Both times under duress. <laughs> Someone had a kitchen knife to your neck. I well, yeah the the academic equivalent of that, which was teacher has a hangover. She's putting mm, on a movie today. Planet Earth. And then the second time was we had to watch it for my uh, my chorus class that I took um, because I was oh, such a, for a the, such a good yeah. sportsman that I took general chorus sure. and. Uh, I had to learn the choreography, DJ, okay. to seize the day, which is one of the many songs in the musical Disney's Newsies. Is there videographical evidence of this somewhere? No, it all was destroyed in the mysterious fire that <laughs> overtook the theater at just Beach unrelatedly, High School. Unrelatedly, can I get Phyllis's number real quick? I just <laughs> um, no reason. Uh, uh, we have father... to ask you something about cookies. <laughs> Luckily, my mother and father were such Luddites, they would have never purchased a video camera. <laughs> um, I, we had to audition, even within general chorus, to learn this choreography. That's not embarrassing at all. That uh, Ms. Uh, I want to say Altman? There's a whole thing where, like, the general chorus, you couldn't make people audition because it's like, yeah, you have to offer this No, 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 I'm in, the, I'm in the class. But, but this is to, just their like backdoor way of making there be auditions. I'm going to be in the chorus no matter what, but for specifically the dance to Newsies, will I be in the small cluster of students that are doing that uh, dance in our review okay. of music from TV and movies? That was our that was our just, uh, review that that semester. Yeah. Uh, I had never Genius. done choreography in my life, and I have never done, done it since. If it gives you any idea how successful I was at it, it was one of the most anxiety-inducing. when the whip and nay-nay was on. You've done <laughs> choreography. I, and I don't understand how people learn choreography so fast. I love watching mm-hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race. There's always a choreography challenge, and people are like, okay, we're going to do a step ball change, and then they know it, like, uh, for the rest of uh, time. They, they know their moves i don't understand how people learn choreography and they're like one two three four and then they'll like have their little leg out 
and then one, two, three, four, and the legs out in the back. And I'm like, and then they just tack on like 16 other yeah. little steps on there. And I don't understand how people like commit that to memory. I was so bad. It gave me anxiety when I auditioned. <laughs> no one laughed at anyone else. They laughed at me. It's Aww. tattooed on my brain. That's, so did you make it? No. Into the small cluster? <laughs> no, but thank you for asking. Uh, it, a, still, like, there, it still it, traumatizes me to this day. Re-traumatizes me. I believe that the, like there's a lot of things that you can learn if you like really really want to, and the desire is where the talent comes in because mm-hmm. you have to be willing to like be bad for a long time. But there is absolutely it's a fact that some people will just pick up stuff like that faster. Like I have for no reason, I'm able to pick up stuff like that relatively fast. I'm not a dancer by any means, but I can like pick up. But there's also like there's a like quiver full of moves that if you're like doing a lot of dance this is uh several years of show choir speaking please school me and so you just like you have those moves and so if somebody says step ball change mm-hmm. you know what that is so they don't have to like teach that move you just know do a step ball change but like for for if you don't know that like i know what says, a step, step ball change. is right. i just need to learn the other two so in a way yeah, i'm you, ahead of the curve i've got like, step it's a way What's of fast forwarding. Change? Yeah, it's a way of fast forwarding a learning, but it's like that only works if the person you're teaching knows those things. Otherwise, you got to start from scratch, and you're a bad teacher if you're just like step all ta- change to someone who clearly doesn't have the. Oh, it's rough. The other memory I have of it's not your fault. Thank you, Damon. <laughs> Thank you, Robin Williams. Uh, oddly dramatic role, what Robin Williams. <laughs> the other memory I have of Newsies is not actually my memory. I'm going to steal it from my friend Bethany. She would. Not often quote this, but at the end of this movie, minor spoilers ahead, they meet Joseph Pulitzer, (laughs) played by beloved icon Robert Duvall. And he does something at some point where he calculates something in his head. He's calculating some sort of numbers. And uh, Bethany uh, laughed hysterically when he would go... That's what he does while he's calculating the numbers. He makes like a calculating sound, what I sure. imagine a turn of the century calculator would sound like. She loved that. And so that's so, the only other memory I have of Newsies. Sorry if this is a stupid question, but this is a musical? Yes. Okay. Do you remember that period? I, I had this. I don't know if other people had this. To me, this isn't so much anymore, not that Disney owns the world. Um, right. But... There was a period where it was like you had Disney animated movies that were more or less good, and then yeah. you had live action movies, yeah, and you're like, yeah. this is shit. This is yes. hot garbage that yeah. you're forcing yeah. down my throat. And then that sort of move, they sort of pushed that onto uh, the Disney Channel, where they were right. like, yeah. what if we even take the small bits of quality we had in our live action movies, completely get rid of that. Get rid of that. Yeah. And just have Raven Simone mug sh- for 28 minutes yeah. straight. And I'm sure, like, We'll give them one twentieth of the budget too. <laughs> right? You're like, we're making Cheetah Girls six, and you have to bring your own lunches. Let's go. <laughs> this is a uh, okay. Christian Bale's in this. Who yeah, else? Baby, baby, Christian Bale is in this, and uh, that is the, the and Robert Duvall is Bobby in this, Duvall. and I don't. I that's call him Bobby because we're friends on set. Bobby. That's all I could say off the top of my head of who's in Newsies. Is this? Um, this is. Baby Christian Bale's like first thing, right? Or first like Well, I mean thing. he was in he was in like uh what is that? Empire of the Sun? Is that what I'm thinking of? Oh. He was in some he he I mean he's like a teenager in this, and he was in a few movies where he was a kid kid. Oh, I forgot that they made a fucking Broadway musical, because we're also in like that 
period of Broadway where just make a bunch of fucking movies people have already seen and just do that again. Just do it exactly like that. The tourists will love it. I don't recognize anyone else in this cast, so it's not looking promising. You know okay. Andy Richardson? Yeah, he's my brother. <laughs> we have, oh, Bill Pullman. <gasps> so Doesn't that's something. Does anybody have any muscles? <laughs> oh, the guy who was uh, from your movie with the Minnesota Twins and the kid who owns them. Oh, uh, first baseman guy. That guy? Uh, no, uh, the kid. The kid who owns the, the thing. The kid, the, oh, the, the little big this? league or whatever it is. Yeah, he owned, he owned, he's in this. What year did this come out? Uh, 92. Okay. So around the same time. I don't know why I thought this was much older. That's why I was like, what was he like? Zero? Well, I, you know what I think threw you off? It's set in the early 1900s. Oh, I see. You thought so, Christian Bale was 120 years old. I was wondering why I was in color. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so we're going to watch Newsies. How did they get that 80-year-old man to play Batman? It's too dangerous. I can't wait for people who like newsies just be so angry. Just not even we don't we're not even sharing any opinions yet, but just that we don't know things about this movie. I feel like there's some news there's newsies out there. That's there what we are call people who like the newsies. Newsies. Yeah. I don't know why. I feel like <laughs> we'll find out. Maybe we'll I find out. I feel like this is one of those movies that the babysitter put on, and that's why people love it. Yeah, and now yeah. they get angry if you say any malign thing about newsies. And it's like, have you actually sat down and watched movies? Which is pretty much the premise our show was built on. <laughs> Don't talk to me about newsies until you've actually put in the work, your adult <laughs> life work into newsies. Make sure you take away any joy you feel about anything. <laughs> You know that thing you like? I didn't. And that's why you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Watch along with us and find out <laughs> the truth. Extra, extra, read all about it. Uh, this, that's my, uh, that's my news, newsy telling you about how you can support your local... Go on. I mean, podcasts are really like the newspapers of today. And Um, just like uh, Joseph Pulitzer, we're making it up as we go along. (laughs) You might say that newspapers are the newspapers of today, but no, it's podcasts. (laughs) So support us, um, or else we'll be poor, like poor old Joe Pulitzer. Yeah, we'll have to turn our pockets out, you know, like people who are poor do, and then like a moth (laughs) would fly out, and then if things get really uh, sketchy, we'll have to get one of those barrels with the suspenders, you know? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to see us look at the ground, say, oh, shucks, and kick a can. You don't want that, and we don't want it either. Uh, (laughs) Go to patreon.com slash your inner child's an idiot. Support the podcast. I would say it's a penny a podcast, but that's... You can't go that low, but inflation. You know, inflation's on yeah, the rise. It's roughly equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> Support us there, and uh, maybe someday um, we'll get out. We'll get out of this hard luck, hard scrabble life, um, just like William Randolph Hearst did. And we are back, and we're we're talking in our accents. And I turn of the century, uh, New York accents over here. Who swiped my stickball? Duh. <laughs> I was playing stickball over here. <laughs> I was doing a hoop with the stick thing. <laughs> I got my socks over my knickerbockers. 
<laughs> uh, we watched Newsies, and I hope you did too, because otherwise the accent's probably not as funny. No, yeah, they probably just think we're doing like a really squeaky Bugs Bunny. But which, honestly, I felt yeah, like everyone kinda. else was doing a Bugs Bunny in this movie, which Disney probably hated. Oh, yeah, they're like, that's not ours yet. <laughs> Soon. Okay, I got this one. I'm going to recap oh, this movie real wow, quick. Okay. Dibs, picture, okay. Picture this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 1899, New York. How do people get their news from the pape? Oh, uh-huh. They pick up a pape. Who's who's gonna give the papes out? You can't. You can't just get them delivered. Well, you can. Uh, you can the morning. Could we edition. have like a like a like a kiosk maybe on a street corner where just the paper is available when I walk by on my way to I don't listen, know. Listen, listen. You could just factory? get the morning edition. But what are you going to do about the afternoon? News Ooh. happens. It's breaking like Couldn't crazy. I get the afternoon? Couldn't I get the afternoon edition on my way back from work? Uh, no, you need a human being <laughs> to, to give you the extra edition and yell extra, extra, because how it's much, just a little catchy. How much about it should I read? All. <laughs> okay, okay. I think I'm getting this this vision of a fantasy world where we get our, our news in print. And you want... Immigrant children to do that for you. That's where you get the newsies. They're a ragtag bunch, hard scrabble kids, mo- mostly orphans and children of immigrants and immigrants. And they uh, they sell the afternoon edition after school, maybe. I assume they're all going to school. I mean, they can't be that hard scrabble because I mean, they got the the hat named after them. You know, they're probably True. getting some money, some kickbacks every time someone buys a page boy cap. But you know. There's some uh, there's some uh, disparity between the newsies that, that sell you the paper and the the the, the, the monkey mucks that create the paper. Your the newsmen, your William Randolph Hearsts, your Joe Pulitzers, and uh, mm-hmm. they decide to jack up the price a little bit. And and to for the not, readers? No, not for the readers. For the newsies <laughs> themselves, and they're already at you know they're barely making anything. They're barely making ends meet as it is, and they decide uh, through the pure charisma of Batman, of a young Batman. Mm-hmm. They decide, mm-hmm. a young Bruce Wayne, they decide... A once and future Batman. Once and future, and then past again, Batman. That uh, <laughs> They're going to strike. There's a Newsboys strike. Uh, not, don't say Newsboys. That's a Christian uh, group, I think. But, no, uh, they would never strike. The Newsies strike and uh, through song, dance, mm-hmm. and justice, they finally get the their three- way. The three tricks to nonviolent direct oh, triple threat. action. Sing, I dance, and I do justice. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the power of the, of the people is nothing to, sh- uh, to shake an old-timey stick at. And so they get their way. Eventually, uh, Pulitzer capitulates. Uh, and they, that, That'll sell in your newspapers. Get, they get their, the, the price back down, and then they agree to sell papes again. Uh, thanks, Teddy Roosevelt. He's also there. We'll talk about that more later. I got I got something to say about him. That's a little... And then uh, Damon does the dance for us. Come and, on, son. See you today. And step ball kick. Step ball pause. Step ball something. <laughs> got my little, you know, uh, I Dream a Genie arm motion that they mm-hmm, were doing. Uh-huh, that was yeah. fun. Huh? When That's I pretty saw much it, it. I just want to say, because I addressed in the introduction, when they yeah. finally got to seize the day, which, by the way, the was you creeping up my spine... Uh, <laughs> trigger warning please uh when i saw the dances i was like in what universe would you just 
foist this dance upon untrained kids just looking to get their show choir credit. Listen, okay. I'm not like a trained dancer, but I have I have some dance experience, right? Mm-hmm. So show choir, I'm currently in a band that performs. I'm not going to pretend like I'm an excellent dancer, but I feel like I know enough to evaluate a dance. That is ridiculous <laughs> that they would have non-dancers do that, any portion of that dance, unless it was just a couple of moves. Like, because any string of eight moves from that dance would be pretty ridiculous. Now, maybe there was some like dumbed down version that they it made. It might have been dumbed down, but when they did that arm thing, I was like, no, I remember, I remember that. that the part. kicking, the little kicks. They're pretty <laughs> like, like Elaine's little kicks, yeah. but more on time. This is, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's not the Rockettes, but it's, you know, like it's Broadway level. Uh, Don't the Rock- group Rockettes kids just kick? I mean, they kick really high, though. No, yeah, but I mean, it's I, just... I meant per- in terms of precision, like okay. there, but like it's it's a pretty, like I, there's no reason that you would be able to do that. <laughs> Absolutely, that's exactly what my body also says. <laughs> so full credit to your younger self for being like, what the fuck? Absolutely, absolutely, and boo hiss to. Uh, Mrs. Mahan, uh, our show choir teacher, who thought to pull that fast one on me. When I think, you know, it, it just goes to show, like like every uh, Disney film of a certain ilk, boo adults, you know? <laughs> boo adults, indeed. Yeah, uh, they're really going for that uh, post-apocalyptic uh, kids rule the world, children of the corn style thing. <laughs> <laughs> boo adults, yeah, every adult except for Bill Pullman and... Uh, charming Anne Margaret in a role that I didn't understand why it was part of this, but I was happy. And Teddy Roosevelt. I was happy Don't forget that Teddy she Roosevelt. Was having a good time. I was happy she was there having a good time. Tr shows up. Uh, you know, uh, breaking the bull moves himself. TJ. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so my first question was, was this filmed on the Hollywood Studios lot at, in Orlando, Florida? Everything, yeah, like the Seinfeld New York City outdoor set looks more <laughs> realistic to New York than this it's very, really does. It's very, it's very music- set-y. Yeah, it's very musical theater set, which I think, to say they were like going for it maybe is giving them too much credit. But I mean, I think everybody was okay with that. I think they were like, this is a musical and it looks like a music. I need really wide roads so everyone can dance yeah. and kick a little bit yeah. of kicks. Step ball change. And maybe like uh, mime a horse riding sequence in a weird mime thrusting it. fashion. Well, mime then it. steal a horse. And then he gets but, right yeah. on a horse. Uh, the opening number, uh, which I believe is Carrying the Banner, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is about them you know, carrying the New York banner. That's their paper, these newsies, yes. these boys of the news. Tyler had my favorite line um, while we were watching uh, the opening sequences. They all wake up in various states of undress and said, some of these boys ain't boys. <laughs> uh, I yeah. felt like a, there was too many jacked 16-year-olds being forced upon me. And I was like, please, <laughs> please, movie, don't. Don't do this. I felt Don't make it sound like you brought the sexualization to the party, I feel like. I feel like when people are half naked, there's a weird <laughs> sexualization. And yeah, there, there's like enough. one kid who is like jacked. Yes. But he's definitely not 18. And I was like, I, movie, I don't want you are to Are you talking do about this. the later, the, the kid who's like uh, shoeing a horse? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, they're in the first scene when they're okay. all like getting up. Um, there is one kid who is like full on six pack abs 
Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to need you to put a shirt on, young man. Yeah, there's there's a kid later, and I don't know, maybe it's the same kid, because, but I don't think so, because he wasn't a newsie. He was like, he, when they were getting the other kid unions involved, uh, <laughs> they were, he was like shooing a horse, and, and it was like uh, Cena-esque. No, no, I... No, <laughs> I do remember that man. He's just wearing an apron and yeah. otherwise topless. Yes, yes, I did remember him. Um, <laughs> Tyler also noted that 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 young man. I don't think he was a newsie. I think they were just handing out their their yeah, uh, newsie made paper. Yeah, he's showing uh, a horse. But I don't think he was underage. Like that one was like, that's fine. You that's, could say that's yeah. a fetish. That's fine. Well, I read a little bit about the other um, kids. Like, put some clothes on about the the actual uh, newsie strike and. They he was were a lot more naked than you thought. <laughs> there was a lot more uh, nudity. Um, <laughs> no, they were like most of the. I'm sure there were kids of all ages, but like they're mostly like uh, 17, 18, 19, like the sort of young, more young adults, which right. makes sense that that would be who would lead. And I think uh, Jack is supposed to be what, like 17 in this? 16, yeah, he, 17. He's, yeah, 17. He's an older. I think they say that kid. a few times. Yeah, which I guess is kind of surprising because i always thought of this as like I, I, again i've never seen it but like i always thought of it as like kids and it is kids but it's like oh this makes more sense <laughs> well i mean i they i think they do a good job representing a variety of ages in these kids and some of them are you know disturbingly young uh you know having to work usually uh, used a job. for their like cuteness <laughs> like right. the little brother the little big league kid yeah, um, Luke I've seen pictures. I remember I saw a picture of like news, like actual newsies, like an actual uh, contemporaneous photograph of newsies. They all look like they had old man heads on little child bodies. <laughs> they've all they do have cigars. The one who's the one from Doogie Howser who's constantly smoking in this. Yeah. Um, that's uh, accurate. I was a little disturbed because it felt like they were all getting up and they're all having fun. They're singing their song, but I'm like. The daylight streaming in, I'm like, boys, it's like 10 a.m. You've missed the rush to the offices of the factories. Like, who are you selling papers to? And apparently there's just boxing matches that break out in the middle of the street. Uh, but it felt like this, Pugilism. I could have used a little less, <laughs> a little less daylight song. streaming in because it felt like it was like 11.45 by the time yeah. they were singing their song. Oh, they didn't make this clear, but I found it in my reading that that's they were actually usually selling the afternoon edition because they would, most people would get their morning paper delivered probably, oh, by, okay. probably by other underpaid later labor or children. But like these, there's always these, underpaid labor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Someone's being exploited somewhere. That's capitalism. Um, but they, they like these particular and then, and the newsies that st struck, um, they, <laughs> they were struck. typically going to some sort of schooling earlier in the day and then later they'd get the afternoon paper and that's why they were doing extra oh, extra read all about it it was the like afternoon edition so but they're just waking up in this 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 world yeah i i think there was a little bit of like like i said the movie didn't explain any of this i it was later sure. that i was like oh okay because i had the same sort of question that was like why what's going on here it seems like you need, but it's also like i don't think they're really worried about the timeline of each day well, they also, I mean, later on when they're actually picking up their papes, um, which is short for newspaper. Okay, um, okay. You probably were lost the entire movie. It comes from the French, fille de papier, which means <laughs> piece of paper. Um, then they buy their papes, and they're just like standing around talking and listening to everyone else buy papers. 
and uh, probably singing a song <laughs> later on when they're heading to the place where they're going to sell the papers. And I wrote that it's a pretty lazy start to the day for these child laborers in all caps. Yeah, and I think the, the timeline still doesn't really check out. But like, you could, if you think that like you know they get out of school, like when did we get out of school? Like early afternoon. Yeah, three. they like go down there. They're goofing around. They get their papers, but like people aren't getting out of work until later, like five. So maybe they have a little time. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's important. But most importantly, we get kids, not only kids acting, mm. kids singing, but kids doing those things in accents, <laughs> which is, I think, both of our favorite thing. Uh, yes, uh, it's a real trinity of things I love. <laughs> the accents uh, were a little, over. The, as I said, they were a little bit bu- Bugs Bunny. Um, Hey, it's New York over here. Who's looking at these boys? Too much. Um, and then you got the singing. I couldn't. I couldn't place this. I'm not a singing expert, but I didn't think necessarily they were individually bad singers. Yeah. But they were atrocious ensemble singers. Like well, it's there all were just like some union. flinty voices. Yeah, and it seemed like all over the place. I also had trouble understanding what everyone was singing. After welcome time. to every musical I've ever seen. <laughs> That's usually my problem because uh, it's a lot of ensemble. Like everyone's yeah. singing at once, much like a Greek chorus, yeah. but very little. Uh, unless it's like Jack or occasionally David, little, uh, very few. Like aside from like a one line here and there of actual like individuals coming out and singing a yeah. verse or something. So it was a lot of ensemble singing, and I'm like, what's that? Who's that? Probably didn't help that they're all doing these like turn of the century uh, accents, yeah, of varying degrees of quality. Uh, yeah. You needed Skid Row accents. You needed the Disney Channel version where they do the bouncing ball on the songs. So uh, I think it will be a bouncing Mickey Mouse head because there's never yes. a chance to miss out for some branding. Branding. So there's uh, in the trivia again, oh God, grain, grain of salt. I don't even know if this was from IMDb. I think I just uh, read this that it was like um, Christian Bale didn't know this was a musical when he was originally cast. Oh, I and, saw he didn't want his friends to know it was a musical. See, I, th- I, th- I heard somewhere. Now, again, whether this is true or not, but it was like somewhere in the casting process he found out, of course. But like, it seemed like originally he didn't. Think it would it be was. weird if he had been singing this whole time. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I thought we were just like having fun. But it seems as if maybe this he wasn't the only one to to whom this was a surprise <laughs> that they would be singing. <laughs> there was a lot of I don't know. There's a lot of uh, I think it kind of works in most cases because they're just these like, you know, little uh, hard scrabble kids and they're rough around the edges, you know, and they're like talk singing a lot. And then every once in a while you hear like a nice vibrato and you're like, Oh, that kid can actually sing a little bit. And Christian Bale, for example, he gets a couple of lines where you're like, okay, it's not like, he's not like setting the world on fire with his singing voice, but he's like, he's got a good voice. Yeah, I don't uh, think I, that was that was back to my point of I think there's a lot of individual singers here, and when they all sing together, I'm like, please, you have to stop. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just pick pick a designated leader of the group to sing, and the rest of you just crutchy sit down. I I, I got overwhelmed with the singing. This, I mean, this is my larger point, but I I think the musical aspects of this are the worst parts of this story. <laughs> And I like musicals, and I like Alan Menken, um, who did the music for this. He did it with uh, Jack Feldman, who did the lyrics. But all the music in this 
seems like it was spat out by a Broadway robot. Like they all sound like they could be from any any failed musical ever. Uh, I don't know if there's many of these songs that I even recall. The, you don't remember the melodies I'm too. The King of New York. That one was, I would say, is probably the best song. I do lean towards more uh, happy-go-lucky songs. Yeah, um, same here. And that was a good... Santa that Fe was a good... and Santa Fe oh. parenthetical reprise. Were, those were not your favorite? No, I... Santa Fe, of all the places to go. I hate to disagree with you, but these... Uh, Do you? No, I love it. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things. I actually liked these songs more than I thought. Okay. Um, I had pretty low expectations because I had never been like, oh, yeah, that's... You know, there's like songs of musicals I've never actually seen, but you're like, that's from that musical. Like, I was, I've never had a song from Newsies like that because I'm like, how good can these be? But I thought they were pretty good. I like King of New York. I like Seize the Day. Like, uh, honestly, the dance was the best part of it. <laughs> What else? There, I can't think of any of the names of the songs right um, now. But. Well, I mean, carrying the banner, uh, high. What, oh, what's right? the what's the one that what's her fuck sings? High times, hard times. That won a yeah. Razzie Award. That was weird. That, that was a won weird the, selection. The 1992 Razzie Award for worst song in a movie. Yeah, that was okay. So what were we doing there? So Anne Margaret plays. Uh, I can't remember her character's name, but she plays someone who has kind of taken Jack uh, Christian Bale's character under her wing a little bit. And she is putting on, like, it's not exactly burlesque. It's not really, like, risque. No, it, it, it felt like it was... I felt like it was originally in the original first draft of the script, it was probably burlesque. And Disney was like, no, you're going to do yeah. one of those stage numbers where you're just wearing a frilly desk and, or dress and carrying an umbrella... And they're like, I don't think that's really a thing. That's not really yeah. a style of, of theater. And they're like, it is now. Now swing. And yeah. Margaret, swing on this giant swing. Yeah, I don't know what that was supposed to be. And I also, there was part of me that was like, why Why did you hire Anne Margaret to be in this? She's in an initial scene when Christian Bale and David um, first meet up. and they're, She seems um, like she's going to be a more important part. Yeah, it seems yeah. like she's going to be like a maternal figure, uh, yeah. like Nancy from Oliver Twist, but she's just sort of there in that first scene when you meet her, and then when they have this sort of big uh, number in the in the in the musical uh, for her to sing, it almost felt like a little bit like when Bette Midler uh, sings in Hocus Pocus, and it's <laughs> like, like this was part of her contract, contract yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, because um, it's like there's actually could be an interesting thing there like she's providing real refuge as opposed to the place called the refuge which is a prison for you know like that's a good point that she, because that guy then comes in the guy who runs the refuge uh yeah busts it up but it doesn't really it doesn't flesh out because they have their big meeting there and that, that scene is important like that they have like they agree to not be violent anymore there which is a thing that actually happened in the newsy strike i learned because they had been um basically soaking scabs um, which you don't want to do. But you want to let that scab heal naturally. Yeah, don't soak it. Let it dry yeah. out and crust. Yeah. And so they agreed to no longer soak scabs at that meeting. And so it was like, and she hosts the meeting and they had to have somewhere to do that. And it's a big yeah. theater. So it showed like the the force that they had ga gathered of all the That's different boroughs. So like, it's an important scene, but it's we like the music number and I well, understand I they wanted to have a musical number in there, but it's just her singing, and the newsies kind of like chasing her around. It's it's weird. I think uh, there's a lot of t times in a musical where there's a song that it might have been like something that the lyricist or the uh, composer just had on the back burner for 
any other project and they just yeah. never had a place to put it. And sometimes those songs just like pop into a musical and they're usually fun and like upbeat. That was they King of New York a... apparently was like a later oh, edition, really? which is funny. Like it's one of the best ones, I think. They were just like, we need something fun here. And they were like, poop, 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 here's a song. And they were like, okay, that's pretty good. Here's all the kids daydreaming about what they would do with uh, their money or whatever. Yeah. This felt like that, where it was just like, here's something that'll become a standard. And and it's just sort of vaguely about, you know, having a hard life. And then sometimes uh, life is good. And then sometimes life is bad. And, you know, some gay kid's going to sing at a karaoke one day. <laughs> This will be an audition number for show choirs years to come. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it did just sort of felt uh, shoehorned in. And it, I mean, those flat. songs often feel very yeah. shoehorned in, but if they're really good, you But if they're really fun, care. yeah, if they stand alone, then it's still like, okay, this is fun. But yeah, this doesn't really stand on its own two feet, that's for sure. So, I mean, I think, I think there's a good... I agree with you, I guess is what I'm saying. I think Anne-Margaret, like, I like Anne-Margaret, and she doesn't particularly doing anything wrong i don't like hate the way she plays the character or you know what i mean it's not anything like that it's just like what are we doing here what is this right and this song is not particularly i mean strong. you've actually ma you made a better case than me actually watching it <laughs> yeah together, which is not uh, a good made. sign for the movie i don't think usually i mean the, i mean it's not that i hated the songs outright they just i thought were all very uh by the numbers forgettable songs like the i yeah. the, i mean christian bale gets his i want song uh yeah. like in any musical and it's about how he wants to get out of new york and go to santa fe and become a cowboy maybe but it's such a like fill in the blanks like mad libs i want song like he, writing an i want song for broadway for dummies yeah and just like fill in the blanks it's not bad and he sings it competently and thank god it's not an ensemble piece yeah it's five out of ten right i think there's a really fine line between sort of trying to do something classic and then doing something that's cliche right mm -hmm. and i think for me, it fell like these songs mostly fell on the the better side of that line for me. And it sounds like they fell slightly on the other side of that line yeah. for you. And I think that's fine. Like, I think it's so close that I'm like, and I'm not like humming most of the songs right now. So that I think that proves your point <laughs> to some degree where I'm not, other than King of New York and a little bit of some of the other ones, I can't really think of the names, which, you know, I don't have a great memory. So there's that too. But, um, but uh, I, yeah, it's not like immediately where you're like, let's rewind that song and listen to yeah. it. But I, but I do think they're mostly fun. And I think importantly, we need to just go ahead and move on to the most important person in this movie, Billy, Billy Pulls. Bill Pulls. Uh, Bill Pullman <laughs> plays uh, a reporter for not the, the newspaper they deliver, The Sun, right? Yeah, he's he writes for the New York Sun, um, which I I don't know if that's Hearst paper. I didn't I didn't I, I meant to look that up, but I didn't. Can't remember. So fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did write. Uh, I don't know. I've never been crazy about Bill Pullman. <laughs> um, wow. Sorry, I feel like I talked about him in the Independence Day one. But doesn't he, anybody have any results? <laughs> There's doesn't a, anybody have down, any papes? <laughs> I wrote down. He says at one point, it all depends on you to the kids and I was like okay Bill I don't know what movie you think you're in but you're in a musical version of the Newsy Strike made by Disney it's gonna be the poorest selling uh, <laughs> musical that year he's just so I feel like Bill Pullman always plays it every movie the same note like it's always the same level I feel like he this is like his standard I'm sort of dramatic 
Mrs. Bull Pullman, like, I'm going to pause when I talk. I'm going <laughs> to look after I say the line, not during the line. I look away when I'm saying the line. I look towards you when I'm <laughs> done saying the line. The Catherine O'Hara School of uh, Acting. Uh, I thought, he, so his character is... Again, is, he is not bad. He is not distractingly yeah. bad, but I just kept going, wow, Bill Pullman. They just put him in an old-timey suit, but otherwise the exact same guy. He's pretty handsome in the old-timey suit. Yeah, he's got an okay Just voice. He's attractive. He doesn't that mean he gets a he gets a A plus. I thought that was exactly what it meant. Uh, usually, actually, for me, that is what that means. He plays the a reporter that's a union sympathizer. You could say, right? Like he he right. Uh, he's a former cor- foreign correspondent. Yeah, he covered the you know uh, the Spanish American War. Yeah, um, with TR. And now he's he's covering the the Newsy strike, and he's the only his newspaper is the only newspaper covering the the Newsy strike. All the others are mum on it, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, his is covering it until later. Eventually, they sideline them and say, "Hey, you're the foreign correspondent, and now uh, now go not write about Newsies somewhere. Get out of the here! World. Get the hell out of here!" But he helps them uh, print their newsletter. Right, that is their, finally they, they come up with the idea that I had about 20 minutes in, which was, hey, why don't you uh, write your own little newsletter and distribute it, because you've got all the distribution uh, abilities. Um, but it apparently took, what, an hour and 30 to get to that point? <laughs> and um, he helps them write it, um, and, uh, and it saves the day that they previously were seizing. Bob. The day was saved trying. after it was seized. They were trying to seize it, and then they saved it. Yeah, good point. <laughs> so you liked Bill Pullman. I thought I thought he did well. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, no one in this is like okay. There, that's not true. There is one person in this who we already know. I think we all know we, we all know who we're talking about. Who makes some choices that are transcendent. Um, <laughs> Everyone else in this does. Uh, I just remembered adequate. another choice he made that I uh, last. Let's talk about it. At. So we got to talk about uh, Bobby Dooves. Robert Duvall plays Joe Pulitzer, the the ostensible villain. Of the, not ostensible. He's the villain in this yeah. movie. He's boo hiss. He's uh, got a mustache. He tied a woman to a train track in a deleted scene. Yeah, it was an out of Player commission piano. train track in his defense. I mean, that was a new move in 1899. So. <laughs> We just got these train tracks. And you so, tying ladies to them? I don't know anything about uh, Joseph Pulitzer, the person. I don't know if historically he was known to be kind of weird and make, you know, <laughs> weird choices weird in how to say calculator things. calculator noises. I think those were all Bobby Duvall. I, think I have he a feeling that up. Robert Duvall's like, no one's going to see this crap. I'm going to do whatever I want. And I think it's pretty fun because, you know, it's, it's the classic – People who play villains get to have, uh, villains have all the fun. I feel like absolutely. I mean, that is the Disney rule. Is uh, yeah, the villains are going to be fun, and everyone else will be borderline forgettable. Yeah. If Bill Pullman Although had made all these choices, if he could have, if he could have played a gayer, that would have been the true Disney way. Because they're the real enemies. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, can you want to give some examples? So you already did the calculator noise. He did the calculator thing. There is a scene where um, he finally, uh, Jack gets to come into his office and uh, Jack shows him all the news. He's out in the square chanting and Robert Duvall does this thing hand motion it was a little bit like uh you remember at the end of the tracy ullman show this might be a memory just for me um at the end of her her 80s show where the simpsons originally debuted she would do this thing like go home go home at the end of the uh at the end of the show that's kind of what robert duvall is doing he says go home but he does it in the motion of like I've got a quilt that I've got, uh, you know, some dry dust on, and or I like just a billow it out the. He doesn't the like wave his move. arms. You know, he doesn't wave his arms from up on high like a, like one of those weird uh, sprinklers. He doesn't do that, <laughs> which is what you'd do if you were telling people to go home. He takes his hands from below and waves them up about halfway up his body, like you would if you were shaking out a blanket. And he says, "Go home, go home." It's very odd. Um, very singular motion that um, seemed like he had just entered a human body. <laughs> yeah, he was just working out the kinks. Still. It is very like wearing an Edgar suit from Men in Black. <laughs> like he he makes a lot of like weird choices, and they're they're usually repeating something that wouldn't that just makes the whole cadence feel weird. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's not this like big bold choice like that. Sometimes it's just literally like. He'd be like, uh, isn't that what you want? What you want? And you're just like, wait, what? Why did you say that twice? Um, I, that, I didn't, that's not a real line. It's just like stuff like that where you're just like, what? Um, yeah, he was very odd. I don't know much about Pulitzer the man, except I think the term yellow journalism started with Pulitzer's papers. He that's lucked nice. out getting that prize named after him because I think he wasn't a very ethical journalist in terms mm. of like running a newspaper. And I think the storyline here where he and Jack are sort of the the tension between them is they're really fighting for power over who's going to tell the newsy story because Joseph Pulitzer they describe him other characters describe him as the most powerful man in New York because he is deciding how these stories will be told and uh, he can leave out or omit or just ignore a story completely on a whim if he doesn't want that story to be told which Jack learns from he he like changes the headlines to sell them basically he's like yeah um reads he reads the paper in in full he understands what actually is going on uh at least what's being reported but then he'll say there's there's a fire or whatever and then he's like Uh what are you talking about it's like page nine and it's like (laughs) this tiny story there's like a dumpster fire or something you know what i mean but (laughs) yeah i think it's funny that sort of how that echoes what's really going on in the newspaper too is it's like He's stretching the truth that's already stretched. And right. I, I mean, it's probably yeah. one of the more prescient parts of this movie. Yeah. Um, one of the parts of the story that I think they do an admirable job, but I get distracted by all the weird modern dance numbers <laughs> with all these newsboy kids running around. I did write down a uh, back and forth between uh, Christian Bale and uh Robert Duvall, I don't, I completely, I wanted to call him Randolph. Probably William Randolph Hearst. You bribing me, Joe? And then uh, Robert Duvall responds with, no, 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 no. He does this weird, like, stuttering no. He's not saying no, 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 no. He goes, no, 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 no. It's a weird characterization. I love it. 
Uh, it's the best. It's the best thing about this movie, other than just some random orphans dirty pawing some unwrapped candy, um, which Ugh. I always love. Ugh. They're sticky, <laughs> probably already sticky hands on the sticky candy. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> Attention, children alive in 1899. <laughs> Please don't do that. There's a flu coming. You've got a few years, like, but there's a flu oh, coming. And them spitting on their hands and oh, then yeah. shaking hands. I think at one point, uh, the second time they did it, I was like, do you know anything about germ theory at this point in history? Please don't do that. I did. <laughs> this movie has a weird motif of people staring aggressively at inanimate buildings. Uh, that's one of the motifs of this movie. Um, it starts when they arrive, during the first musical number, they arrive at the, the banner, and they're just staring at the, at the banner's building. They're just staring at the building. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Mostly because it's ensemble singing, so I, I had to go off of context clues and blocking to be like, <laughs> and what are they? I assume they're newsies based on the title card, but the rest is very vague. <laughs> they seem very mad at this building, um, but they weren't even mad at the building yet. And then, of course, when they're seizing the day, mm. they're standing around this statue. I didn't catch who the statue was of, did you? It's no, a very, so. it must have been a very expensive statue because they milk the fuck out of the fact that they have this statue because like several key scenes happen outside of this statue. I'm assuming that's outside the banner building. But the 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 movie opens with like a newsie asleep in the arms of this the seated statue. And then they're always constantly gathering around it, doing their little kicks outside for sees Horace Greeley, one of our favorite adventurers. I think everybody knows that Horace Greeley, our third president, is uh, just someone. He's just someone <laughs> who. Go on, keep going. Uh, I mean, he was born in 1811, but died mm, in 1872. Okay, that, that gives me an idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was an American newspaper editor and publisher, founder and editor of the New York Tribune. Ah, okay. There we yeah, go. So, also but lost. Tyler, Tyler did were, say. Uh, that he was, he was like, why are they always around the statue? And I was like, because they probably they paid, paid a lot it. for that statue. He lost to uh, Ulysses S. Grant. In the, uh, oh, he ran for Predden? I guess so. That's a shame. Yeah. Or he was the unsuccessful candidate. I don't know. I'm done. Or did he try to, um, try to primary him? Did he run against him in the primary? No, he was the presidential nominee for the oh. liber new liberal Republican Party's presidential nominee. He lost in a landslide despite having additional support from the Democratic Party. Wow. Devastated by the it. death of his wife five days before the election, and he Ooh. died one month later before the Electoral College met. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Horace. Have a statue, You're just buddy. not. Yeah, have a statue. Have a statue. And rest. You can have a statue as a treat. Also, I, uh, the, in addition to uh, staring at building scene, there's a scene where before when they're still soaking the scabs and then those strike breakers come out with their chains and bats and what have you. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a big all, all out bra brawl outside we weasels, weasels, you know, little stand. Eventually Brooklyn arrives because that's uh, the, in a few scenes earlier. They had uh, made a deal with the newsies Spot. of Brooklyn. And uh, with the spitting handshake. And Brooklyn arrives, and Brooklyn's just sort of like on the rooftops, and like everyone just keeps pointing, Brooklyn, Brooklyn! 
And I'm like, you can't just arrive. You're going to have to join in the fight, Brooklyn. It took forever. It felt like the uh, chimney rooftop dance scene in Mary Poppins, where they're just like, cheeroo, cheeroo. And I'm like, you got to get down here. We're fighting now. You can't just They were just doing a arrive. Gandalf arriving with the sunset thing, <laughs> sunrise. But at um, least Gandalf brought the Rohirrim down the hill eventually. <laughs> Eventually, he took his time. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, if you if you like staring at buildings and large adults of authority punching children, this is the movie for you. Now let's not let's not joke. I do enjoy an adult punching a child when that child's being annoying, <laughs> like fighting for their rights. Yeah, it's real putting a cramp in my style. Do you have any issue? Like not issue, but uh, any like wait what with uh, Disney putting out such a staunchly pro-union <laughs> movie. Walt Disney uh, famously accused his uh, the, the people, uh, the cartoonists who unionized in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well before this happened in fiction, uh, in the 1899, uh, well before right. the... Well, well, after well after the, the, newsy, strike, the actual well Newsy strike. Well before the musical Newsy strike. Right, yeah, exactly. Sorry, I did not explain that correctly. But uh, he not only uh, tried to bust the union when all the other uh, studios were like, yeah, okay. <laughs> He also, uh, even after acquiescing to some of their demands, would turn in his animators, most of the union organizers, as communists during the Red Scare and had them blacklisted and their lives ruined. Yeah, Walt he Disney seems was a great. fucking bastard. Yeah. <laughs> when did he die? Did he die before this came out? He died in the, I think, late six, maybe mid to late 60s. He definitely was dead in 1992. Okay, so that's, that's how we got he away with this. He was dead and frozen. <laughs> 66, okay. So he had been dead for for thirty years, and his his head was just starting to thaw. So I guess <laughs> guess we're okay. Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised by there's a very interesting th- thing in this movie about sort of media control of the news, and there's an interesting element of like pro unionization in this movie. And I think the '90s were kind of in a weird lull where I think there were a lot of people who thought that unions are safe. Don't worry about it. But I think now we know like that's, yeah, so that's not the case. There's definitely been consolidation by the nineties, but not to this degree that that it's happened now. And where like, I think that there was a period like where we believed that the unionization uh, efforts of the early 1900s were like behind us. That set yeah. everyone's happy. You got your nine to five. You got your forty hour work week. And it sort of had. I mean, if got it's your penny to the point where it can be where it can be Disneyfied, I mean that I feel like is like safe territory. Like Disney is yeah. not saying we're gonna really uh, open people's eyes up to the strength of you know unions uh, and workers' rights. I feel like it's it's, really it's, it's one of those feel good stories uh, at the time, but. I think uh, might have sat on our laurels for a well, few decades. This is one of those things too, like when you watch, you know, like something like I don't know. It's the 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 race version would be like something like Remember the Titans or whatever, where we all watch right. it and we're like, we all know this is right now. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, apparently there was a huge number of people sitting at home being like, I don't fucking know about I this. I don't think I want to remember these Titans. There's, I had no idea there were so many people watching Star Wars being like, I kind of like what the Empire guys were talking about. <laughs> like, that planet was being a little bitch. <laughs> Get good, planet. Get good. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, it's not um, great. Not great, Damon. It's not great. But... 
at least there's no way that any sort of p- politician of power would be influenced by rich businessmen uh, trying to break up a strike. Not now. Like, not today. That would never no, happen. No, 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 no. They certainly wouldn't just, uh, like in the 80s when when the, the air traffic controllers went on strike and uh, Reagan just, like, told the airports to just hire new ones. And that was the end of the strike. And they all... Scabbers! Scabbers. Definite scabbers. They did not soak those scabbers. So. No, I'm afraid not. Not even uh, scabbers from Harry Potter could be soaked. So I have a, 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 a an attachment to the character of Theodore Roosevelt, having spent some time in Western North Dakota. Mm-hmm. If this was a business letter, you would type at the bottom, enclosure. Yes. Because you have an attachment. Sure. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to do like, my dearest Theodore. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt is the governor of New York at this yes. time. He is, Former police commissioner of New York. Yeah, and he was all true. Teddy Roosevelt did all that stuff. He <laughs> did, led the... Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, not many people know, was a real man. He was assistant it. secretary of the Navy. Oh, look at you. He, uh, of course, then became vice president. Mm. McKinley was shot. And then they put him... The thing that, that happened is uh, people of power put him in the vice presidency because they wanted him out of the way. They wanted to be like, okay, he's popular enough. Give him something. But he won't be able to do anything as vice president. Then McKinley gets shot. And it was like, fuck. And then he became... <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt. No, he was always actually a uh, little correction. He was always Teddy Roosevelt. But before he became that, president. But before that, he was Theodore, and then he became no, I don't know. <laughs> so he he plays a small role in this, and I always think it's weird because he's such an outsized historical character. When like he doesn't really, he does have a couple lines in the beginning because that you don't quite see who it is, and he's like, "Thank you for bringing this to my attention." And then later, he's like very visible on screen as he's like taking Jack on a victory lap, but he doesn't say anything. And there's a lot of weird opportunities where Jack's like, Hey, thanks for the advice, Teddy. Hey, Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate all the words you said to me. And Teddy Rose is just like (laughs) silently nodding, like slapping him on the back. It's like, yeah, it was a, uh, a very weird choice to like include such a big historical figure. And then also, have him like almost play a glorified extra where he's just sort of in the background. I kept waiting. It seemed like a role that you would have saved for like a really big name to play, right. like as a big cameo at the end, yeah. like like um, Orson Welles at the end of the Muppet movie. Like, right. oh, okay. But you wanted him to break in just- and be like, Taft was a flubbed up with a streak of the second rate. <laughs> but he didn't hate Taft yet. He no, will. not yet. He, he will. He would, this is a pre-endorsement of, of Taft, pre-presidency, like all before that. So, But yeah, it seemed very awkward because then he was just he's just sort of there and there's like, hey, there's that guy that vaguely looks like Teddy Roosevelt in the background. Yeah. And it also seemed to me that he seemed to be doing a FDR impression. It was yes. very weird that a man was, he was dressed as Teddy Roosevelt, but seemed to be conducting himself like FDR, constantly smiling and, and sort of leaning forward. I don't know. The whole thing was just weird. I kept waiting. I kept, th- I knew that Teddy Roosevelt was would appear the amount of times they kept talking about it and that right. little story that uh, Jack had of like no I got ridden around town by Teddy Roosevelt <laughs> it felt like you know, okay yeah. we're gonna see him um, right. but then it, just, it sort of fell flat I wouldn't be surprised if someone said we actually were trying to get I don't know so and so to play Teddy Roosevelt the ghost of Teddy Roosevelt <laughs> we were actually trying to get we held hands the with the seance of Teddy Roosevelt it didn't work Disney mostly because had- ghosts can't appear on camera they can't oh. be uh, captured on film Ask any ghost hunter. They can't see their reflection. So 
Because it was a vampire? I don't know. I lost the thread. <laughs> yeah, I think we touched on everything I have. Uh, I do want to say Tyler was very excited. Tyler loves a fashion montage, but even more than that, because they're so rare, he loves a typesetting montage, which is, oh, yeah. which is uh, included in this movie. If, for all you Kerning fans, <laughs> come on down and watch Newsies, or at least maybe the last third of Newsies. They did a pretty good job of that. Uh, no, it was a pretty good leaflet they made, yeah. giving it out to all the shirtless hot guys in town. <laughs> uh, you ready to go to the verdict? Yes. Let's go. Get your verdict here. Extra, extra. Extra, extra. Damon, what is your verdict? Hi, DJ. Thank you uh, for asking. Um, You're in a child is an idiot. Whoa! This movie is weird. (laughs) Um, I felt like there is, as we sort of touched on, I feel like there's a very interesting story and a very prescient story about unionization, workers' rights, maybe not making children work for a living, and also the power of, you know, a wealthy person who has control of the media to then also control the narrative of history at the same time. Mm. And those things are sort of touched on in this movie, but then there's also this musical element. And I don't even think that that They're just singing the song instead of talking about the serious (laughs) stuff. No, but I mean, it's not that that couldn't work, but I think the combination of the very Disney-ish singing and then the very like sort of Broadway sets of it all just made it into this very saccharine experience. I feel like if you could just drop the singing and just have, you know, sort of a a middle budget movie about the newsy strike, that would be interesting. Or keep the singing, but also like, tell me what an actual newsy's life is like, because their life seemed kind of not that bad. They're all staying in an orphanage. They have this great community. There's the the orphanage guy, like protects them from the refuge guy. Yeah. Um, they seem to take a very lackadaisical view uh, towards the work day. They don't seem to be that put out about it. They, uh, it just doesn't. There's not a lot of grit to it, even though I know that the newsies' life was a really rough life, and so it Christian seems- Bale hadn't discovered grit yet. That came with. True. I, I shouldn't have said grittiness because I do hate the word. <laughs> but realism actually maybe might be a better word. I felt like if it could have had a little bit more of that, and I think there were times when I felt like the Disneyfication of this story was getting in the way of actually telling what the story would be like. Like the kids yeah. don't curse. At one point, uh, Dave says something to the Brooklyn guy, Spot, and uh, Spot's like, What is this guy? A walking mouth? And I'm like, a walking mouth? What kind of fucking insult is that? I don't know. This whole thing just seems like it was not, it doesn't gel in in a way that I would like. Mm. And it was directed by the guy who brought us High School Musical 3, so I don't know how that could have happened. Kenny Ortega, you're usually so gritty. <laughs> also, This Is It, starring Michael Jackson. Yes, uh, another great person from history, like Joseph Pulitzer. <laughs> Joseph yeah. Pulitzer's in hell, going, "Don't wait, hey, don't, don't, don't talk to it about this. this." There's no, I just there's no the credible media. evidence I that I had. Anyone. Yeah, you're um, the one who said all those things about the newsies at the start of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you made it weird, not me. 
I disagree. Your inner child is not an idiot. I thought this was pretty fun. It's not like my new favorite musical or anything, but I thought the songs were pretty fun. There's a couple of duds. Um, There's a lot of, you know, kid acting, kids singing, kids acting and singing in accents that you have to get through. But I thought they did You're selling me on the movie now. Christian Bale, I thought, um, did a pretty good job. He's pretty charismatic as Jack. The little uh, buddy who's not Kirk Cameron, but looks a lot like Kirk Cameron in a younger. Yeah, David. Uh, I don't. I didn't catch that. Hold on, I got it up here. Oh, uh, David Moscow plays David Jacobs. Makes sense. I always wonder when the uh, character is the same name as the actor. Is that something <laughs> they did where they're like, you know what? We're just going to change the name of the character, okay? So you when you say the, David, the boss, they pull yeah. the who's the boss, and we're like, you know what? Your name is Tony too. Your character's <laughs> name is Tony. Because you keep uh, looking around whenever <laughs> someone says Mark, we're just going to call the character Tony. That's fine. Are we good, Kevin Costner? Don't worry about no, the accent. Drop the accent. He's not going to be Danza. He can't also. He's not going to be Tony Danza. That's too confusing. You were already in Taxi. You're already a celebrity in this universe. Tony Danza's a celebrity too. We're going to call him Tony. We're not going to call him Tony Danza. I thought the I know you you didn't like the songs, but I thought some of them are pretty catchy. I think King of New York, you know, if you get uh, a song or two out of a musical that you can, you know, snap your fingers to and sing after the movie, I think that's a pretty good ratio. Like, obviously, more is better, but um, <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not uh, whistling Santa Fe, but you know, it's like I got I got the idea of what they were doing here. I do think, yeah, it was very Disneyfied, but I also think this story is really interesting. I'm this is a I would say this is a staunchly pro union podcast. So uh, maybe <laughs> maybe there's some bias here, but like I, I thought it was, I think it's an interesting story and I think it's just really I do agree that I would like to have seen more um I don't want to see kids suffering, but I want to see why they feel you know like it, this was a breaking point it wasn't like their life was fine right and then they jack the price of the paper and then you know all, all of a sudden they have a problem because yeah and the I agree actual, it's an interesting story i just don't yeah. think it's a well-told story sure yeah well and the actual resolution is even a little bit disappointing because they didn't drop the price the resolution of the, of the real strike was that they just agreed to buy back papers they didn't sell so they oh. wouldn't like lose much hmm. which is a compromise of sorts so they still have to put out um more money on the top, on the front end but mm-hmm. whatever but i thought it was i thought it was pretty fun i thought uh bill pullman did fine i thought Anne margaret was weirdly used but i you know i generally like her uh-huh. i thought robert duvall was <laughs> a revelation <laughs> but we, but a weird revelation that i didn't really need but sure so yeah i thought uh you're in child's not any i like it i liked it i would not uh add this on my to watch every year list or anything like that but um, I'm interested in watching the the Broadway version they have out now. I, I've, Does you know, it use these songs? I don't know. Probably. I would well, it's on so. Disney Plus. You can watch it and uh, report back. Yeah. Um, what do you think, everybody? Email us, yourinnerchildisnidia at com. You can uh, leave us a voicemail or text message us, 615-576-0525. You can find us on all social media, your Instagram, your mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. We want to thank our patrons for supporting our show, including... Jackson has an unhealthy obsession with Damon. <laughs> <laughs> the elusive fan Gromkin, the supreme ruler of this podcast. These are getting elaborate uh, <laughs> shit on the cartouche. I don't even know what half of these mean, except for the first one, which is a full sentence. It has a <laughs> subject and a predicate and a direct object, which is me. <laughs> Your favorite kind of sentence. <laughs> Kevin from Cleveland. Josh Frigo. Dramatically placed hot dog. Travis Vance. 
His Honor the Mayor. Dan McIntyre. Oh, you know what we're supposed to be doing? Oh, yeah, sorry. Ah, Beth Sermon. David Mort. Jonathan Day. Just because. Scalphosaurus. Dr. Malcolm's heaving bosom. Tyler Richardson over here. Uh, Captain Jean Luke Picard. I, I imagine he wouldn't get Jean right. You right, know? yeah, they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be throwing a French accent in there. Diamonds all. <laughs> Wait, can, so you got to do, do both at the same time. <laughs> I strained do... my neck. <laughs> hey, it's Damon's Australian accent over. Here. I actually am slipping into Goodfellas. Actually, I've got to be careful. I have to stick strictly to Bugs Bunny. Yeah, Damon's Australian accent. T. Smith. Karen Curd. Lindsay Nell over here. Jeremy Tapowlin. Particle Man. Larissa Maestro. And here the toggle. Thank you all very, very much. I said y'all. I said thank y'all. No, you can't do no, that. You can't. Your accent thank coach yous. is going to get on you for that one. Um, her name is Rebecca. She's a dialect coach, and she's wonderful. <laughs> she doesn't have much to work with. That's the problem. So Damon is just going to go ahead and uh, do the dance to yeah. uh, seize the day. Um, while I count eights for him. And a one, and a two, and a three, and a four, and a one, two, Do three, I go on four, one, five, or do six, we go seven, on two? Eight. One, two, three, four. We're oh, halfway sorry. through. Sorry, let's eight. just go ahead one, and... Two, three, oh, four, I missed five, it again. Six, seven, uh, if we could just one, two, loop three, the tape four, back. Okay. Ball change, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight.